Okay, everybody, cue spoon and music in three, two, one. Hello, everybody. Uh, my name is Joel Brown. And I'm Jensen Anderson. And we're just a couple of cool dudes who we, we basically we get along like a house on fire. And so even though we are in separate countries at the moment, we've got I mean, we've been friends for absolutely ages, Jen. So we basically just wanted to create a little uh, kind of like a little little selection of you know memoirs and just basically be able to keep in touch, have a chat in the form of a podcast. Yeah, I think uh, everybody and their mother deserves a podcast these days. Nobody has anything to do. We're all trapped inside. And what better way to spend the spend the time than just chatting with a good friend? We've we've been we've known each other about twelve years now, I think. It's yeah, it's just about it's just about that, which is crazy. You know, I would wow. have been I would have been like eight years old at the time, which is yeah, absolutely I think I was, mental. I think I was Ten, crazy. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah. what I like is that we've got some photos of that as well from absolutely you know like we're basically very very beginnings, humble beginnings as well. Uh, with some dodgy Instagram captions as well, but I'm sure we'll get into that at a slightly later date. Uh, massive smile from Jensen that I saw just there. Um, so the name of our podcast is called Spooned It. Uh, and, there, and the reason for this is because ages ago, this phrase came into existence and we were the creators of that phrase. Jensen, would you mind taking us back? Absolutely. So picture, let's see, by that time, I'm going to say probably an 11 year old and a 12 year old chilling it in 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 the middle of east africa in uganda in the massive backyard we had a half a basketball court back there eventually we had a zip line great place to grow up and me and me and my good friend joel are just chilling in the backyard kicking a, a soccer ball or football for those of you who are you know differently inclined in your speech and <laughs> We're, we're just we're just kicking it back and forth and I don't remember who it was one of us just drop kicks the thing as far as we possibly can and yells spooned it and uh, the phrase was born and there's been I, I specifically remember one instance where we forgot what the phrase was perhaps we hadn't seen each other in a while and we were trying to remember and so we were like drop kicking it trying to like recollect what our phrase was that we said and eventually we we got it and it's never left since that time that's absolutely brilliant. I don't, funnily enough, I don't remember that second time that we forgot because I still use the phrase to this day and I expect everyone else to know what it means as well. So the amount of times I'll be playing footy with my mates, one of them will boot it and I'll be like, oh, spooned it. And then, you know, they all look at me like, Joel, what are you, what are you saying, man? And I was like, what, don't you know that infamous, infamous phrase? Um, and so the nice thing is, you know, like, you know, like Judson said, so that was obviously quite a while ago in East Africa. So, Jeds and I met in Uganda, uh, where both of our families families have quite a history. We've you know stayed there. I mean, I've I have lived there for about 12, 13 years, Jens. How long was it for you? It was about seven from the time we about, yeah. moved to the time we fully moved back. Yeah, about seven years. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you know, I've like quite a decent, and especially at the time in our lives at the moment, quite a substantial portion of our lives. Um, and obviously, you know, I've got memories and mates there that I will treasure forever. Um, and that's, you know, that's partly what this is about. You know, we're still able to keep in touch and we just want to, you know, take you guys on the journey of some of the memories that we've, that we have and that we, um, that we've got. 
and we want to share them. So one of the, like, basically one of the ways that Jens and I get along so well is through games. Now, like the game, we could, we could go on. One game, Jensen, that I've been playing recently is KOTOR, um, you know, Knights of the Old Republic. The first one as well. Uh, we were chatting. One of the all-time greats. In, incredible. Okay. I believe it came out, was it early 2000s or was that the second one? It was like 2003 or something. 2000, yeah. Maybe, maybe something like that. Yeah. Early, yeah, early, early, early days, early, early days. Um, and I remember the first time I saw you play this was probably, you know, I must have been like, what, like 13, 14. And at that stage of my life, it just, it, it, you know, boggled my mind. I was, I was amazed. Um, and I never, I never gave it too much thought at that period of time. Um, coming back to the UK slightly more, more recently, really, I've been, I've been playing D&D with my mates quite a bit okay i'm in two sessions at the moment one of them we're you know we're playing like this in the next few days really and um and that brought up you know we you know, we you know we got chatting again it was like oh mate you know you need to play you need to play knights of the old republic you need to go through that and as soon as i played it i was like wait a minute this is this is literally this is dungeons and dragons star wars video game and i was instantly instantly hooked i started playing a ridiculous amount of hours on the game and i have recently finished it now i absolutely love that game but gents you've been playing that for a, a while now when was the first time you finished that or you completed the game that's a good question i think probably the first time i finished it would have been i want to say 2011 or mm. Yeah, it was probably 2011 because I, I remember we, me and my older brother, who's two years older than me, so we did everything together as well, uh, grew up and we, we loved like Battlefront 2, the original Battlefront 2 on the PlayStation Classic. 2. And we weren't allowed to have it because it was too violent or whatever, you know, protective parents. And, and, and we just lobbied for this game forever. I remember specifically there was one, one weekend we, we rented it from, I believe, Blockbuster Video. And, Rest in peace. And we rented that, or no, it was Hollywood Video. was the, was the local one, Hollywood Video. That's right. And and we rented it, and we played it for like a weekend nonstop. It was incredible, and we played at friends' houses, but we we weren't allowed to own it. Um, and then years later, we were both. So 2012. I don't. We, so we're early early teens probably, and and yeah, early teens, and we we convinced our parents to let us for Christmas get a Star Wars game bundle essentially and so we ordered all these things on Amazon and had them shipped to somebody who brought them over from the states to Uganda and it was you know it was a whole thing and and in that bundle was Republic Commando Battlefront 2 and Knights of the Old Republic and those games are some of my all-time favorites ever I just incredible games and so Kotor we played through and we 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 had you know, didn't have a lot of knowledge about the game coming into it. And, and spoiler alert, we're probably going to talk about spoilers. Just anyone mm. who hasn't played it, it has a massive twist at the end. Incredibly good. And just really well written. And just so much went into that game. And for the time when it was made, too, and even to this day, it just holds up. And it was one of the first games that had, like, hours upon hours of recorded dialogue, which mm. was just a massively groundbreaking feat because of the storage space. Like, I remember our copy came on four like separate discs to install it you had to like switch out the discs in between the install because that's just how the storage was at that time you just had to keep 
swapping them in and out as you installed the game. Wow. Yeah. Now, I think that is the one thing that amazes me. And that's why I'm so looking forward to playing the second one, which we will, I'm not sure, we'll, you know, we'll talk about it today, but because I mean, there was a bit of controversy with the, um, the release of the second one. Um, but yeah, you know, you, you, you think about some of the things that are said and some of the recorded stuff of, of like a completely alien species. And, you know, some of the stuff that they recorded this being way back in the early 2000s, such a quality made game. And so, I don't know, one thing that I would love to see is either maybe a remaster or even, you know, maybe like a KOTOR 3. If they could, if they could do that, if they could make that with the graphics of today and, you know, just the, how far that technology and gaming has come since then, I don't know, man. Like, I, I, would, I would love to see that happen. I'm begging people, anyone who can do that, please just get it done. Because that would be yeah. amazing. Mm. have nice. you been playing D&D at all because it's something that I when as soon as I came back well actually not even that whenever I heard of D&D I was just like, it's like bro I'm too cool for that kind of thing I'm not a nerd on that level no way and we played one session when I was back relatively early on me being back and all my days was almost instant I was like mate this is just one of the coolest things ever um, almost just the other day, almost lost my first main character that I made, and it was oh, jump scares, man, jump scares. <laughs> yeah. Um. I let's see. I started playing tabletop RPGs with Call of Cthulhu, and that would have been, I believe, my freshman year of college, four mm. four years ago now. That's wild. And um, yeah, my brother at his girlfriend at the time, now wife her childhood friend who also lived in the Seattle area was uh, a game master and like ran these games and he had all these in-depth like props and puzzles and and you would you'd acquire a newspaper clipping and he would hand it to you and then you could read it it was amazing so immersive and we had a few sessions of that and my character incredibly memorable he was he ended up being the only one of our party to survive our party of like five or six people his name is Darcy McHellscape, and we just went through everything with this guy. It's so good. But so, yeah, from that, we uh, so that, that was my introduction to it. Basically, the first one I like fully played through um, a session. And then, yeah, I have actually been playing D&D with the people in my house who they're let's see. Somebody moved out. There's like eight of us now. And so. All the remainder of us are. I've been playing together for a few months now, starting this uh, this last term, and yeah, no, it's been great. I I have a rogue. Uh, I get to put on my English accent, and no, it's a great time. I what, oh man, the the great thing, I I think D and D is best, and in RPGs in general, when you do something unexpected. Like when when you're following, like it's it's fine when you're following the 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 story and and you're with the plot and things are going according to plan and you're you know taking out the bad guys and finding the next clue or you know whatever you need to find, that's all well and good. But where it's best, in my opinion, is when you're doing something unexpected and you're just making choices and a, a good GM will be able to react and adapt and you know cater to whatever you're trying to do. So an example of this that happened the session what two weeks ago is we we had been ambushed by a party and uh 
we, we were kind of like snooping into this, like basically they're the mob of this town and we were kind of snooping into their business a little bit. They caught wind of it set and ambushed us as we were traveling and we took them out so easily. It was like just no problem at all because our party is gigantic and we have some pretty beefy dudes and we happened to leave one of them alive to question, to ask about the base and to, to find out information, to, to attack it. And what we discovered was a completely on the spot created character named Lil Marco, who ended up being a really chill dude. And now he is going to be the head of a company that we're going to create out of the ruins of this <laughs> bandit hideout that we're going to destroy. And we, <laughs> we have some very involved members and one of them put together like a four page contract for this company like basically laying out rules regulations and and all this stuff it, it's, it's no gonna way. be great and and that was like after we had finished all our encounter people were starting to go to bed and that was like an hour and a half that just like tacked onto the end of it and that was the best part of the entire adventure at that time that's wicked yeah so i think what what i what i really like about about dnd is when you and you know the mates that you're playing with is when you really get into it i have played recently i mean i say recently i have played in the past with people who just like yes they're enjoying it but they're not as in it as some of the other people and it drains the energy out of it on a night where all of you are really up to it you're really you're fully 100 percent in your characters they're just like the feel of it is incredible i recently had a session where we so we we basically we'd we'd found this old abandoned castle with this uh <laughs> with this lovely lovely servant guy called bernard uh one of like just an inc you know incredible um and the way the way that the dm the way that he constructed bernard was amazing and so we go through all of this stuff bernard's literally like part of the family and we end up seeing bernard like disappear only to return as the king and rightful owner of the castle and we're just standing there thinking yes but oh my day like all of us all of us were nearly in tears man like it was so so fun um but obviously it's i don't know like i i definitely also enjoy it more when it's in person uh it has been tough having to do it not now, you know not really over the phone but over like a zoom call or something like that that is something that i've struggled with when i started off doing dnd at the very start obviously i was doing it with people um uh you know like all in one place unless they're like unless there were people few and far between um but even with that you know we'd occasionally have like one person on a laptop and the rest of us were in a place it just made it i don't know it just made it a little bit better and i just can't wait until this whole lockdown thing is done so i can have like a proper dnd search with the boys because, I don't know, just being, like, being kept in one place is, I don't know, it's getting to me, man. <laughs> like, yeah, I just, I need to be, I need to break free. I need to get out of it. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely mm -hmm. affects things. Like, I have had, I've had, I've had both, I've had a lot of, like, basically, I've experienced with three different types of RPGs, the Call of Cthulhu, D&D, &D, and a Star Wars one. And I've experienced uh, several of those in, like, remote and both in person. And I think in, in person is just in general just gives you it's way more way easier when you're like looking at people's faces and you, you can like have the dm be changing the music and 
Not that you can't do some of that remotely, but it definitely it's a lot easier to zone out and not pay attention to things when you're just sitting in front of your computer and you can like click on your phone and it's no like nobody will notice and it, it basically I don't know the, the kind of social the social aspect of the game definitely is a it's big essential. part of what makes it mm. yeah makes it fun and then you can put on your accent look over at your friend and you know meaningful glances at people and and just like it's, it's and and even just having a table in front of you and being able to pick up your little your piece and and point to the you know the we have coins representing our enemies to so point to the coin of the guy that you're yeah. attacking and whatnot so yeah the, the the isolation is tough but i am very grateful for you know being able to you know the just the internet being able to communicate with people and and stay mm -hmm. in touch even even if i haven't seen them in a while like you and yeah 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 well, I, I don't know. I think, you know, I think that's another thing that like that is so nice about this. Obviously, it's so nice to just recollect about, you know, just like some of, some of the memories that we have as mates. And that's, you know, that's part of what this is all about. Um, one thing I have been thinking about, Jess, that I did want to chat to you about. So, obviously, so I've got my birthday coming up very soon, beginning of July. And um, obviously, we're still going to be in lockdown at that point here in the yeah. UK. Um, like, I don't know. I, I've haven't known what to plan like i haven't known what to do have you had any mates that have had that and or is there any like any tips or advice that you can give me man i need help you know i i'm trying to think the closest thing i can think of is is like graduations because for me that's basically what we're all going through right now me oh, of course a yeah. lot of the people i know so it's a lot of like drive through type stuff and yeah, I mean, the D&D <laughs> &D is helpful because we all live in the same house. So, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> social distance. So we're fortunate in that aspect. But, yeah, no, birthdays, it's tough because you want to hang out and stuff. I don't know. I guess. I don't know. What, what, what are the uh, social distancing? Is it, like, minimum, maximum of, like, three people to a It's So it's still, it's still two meters, but I think you're allowed to have either, like, five or six people who you haven't quarantined with in your garden. Like, they're still not allowed in the house, but they can be there in the garden. So I think, obviously, that's the plan, is that I'm going to have some mates over, I think, you know, like, we're, we're just going to see what happens. We'll probably just chill out, have some music have a few beds and then i think we're going to play croquet as well that, that's another thing because nice. like the garden yeah that's yeah great. so i'm like i don't know a little, little um, garden party yeah yeah like you know that's it should awesome. be obviously it's going to be fine and it's going to be yeah. cool but i i'm just not uh, it is it's just something that i think about because obviously i haven't had a lockdown birthday before and in fairness just like just a few days ago actually we had a mate of mine his um his middle child had their like had their birthday and you know and he said you know what like it was cool it was easy enough to do you know you just like you you know it's a special day and you just chill out you just have a good time so i don't know like it's something that obviously i'm thinking about but like what because what's the plan what's the plan with your graduation and obviously it's going to be way different than it would have been but what's happening with that yeah it's all on it's all online so i'll just be wow. heading home and uh yeah hanging out with with the family basically and then probably people can call in and say congratulations they do have um they do have like guest codes or something so that mm. you can have your friends and family watch the presentation as well i don't know why it's not just like open i guess maybe because people are trolling i don't i don't know 
But anyway, uh, yeah. the weird thing is they're not even giving out the codes to invite people until Thursday, which for me is tomorrow. And then the thing is on Saturday. So they're not, it's not, a, I don't know. I for, basically, I forgot how many codes I requested for guests. And my yeah. friends have been trying to ask, figure out how many people can watch and how we're going to set all that up. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. They haven't told me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, no idea. We'll have to see what happens. Yeah, um, yeah. One thing, though. One thing. They yeah. are a bunch of people in my in my school. At, I go to the University of Washington. And they have re... I haven't seen it, but they've been recreating the campus in Minecraft. No way. For everyone to be on campus for graduation in Minecraft. So That's actually so sick. Yeah. So I don't know if I'll, I'll have to. Uh, I know one of, one of my friends has been part of the team that's like building it. So I'll have to I'll have to get in the server or at least have a tour at least afterward. May. Yeah. Like. So I mean, that, it, yeah. that would be wicked. That'd be so cool. I feel like I've heard about some people doing that whether or not that's i can't remember whether or not you told me but i feel like that is something that people can get so I, I, I was actually playing a little bit of minecraft with my mate the other day uh and we you know he just got down to you know like diamonds and emeralds and stuff so i was like playing with him uh we started talking about motherload as well which is obviously an absolute classic of a game you know there were many a late night spent uh at sleepovers completing that um, but you know, obviously, back to, Future, back to the main. To, we might need to do a top five, top five Joel and Jensen game. Break oh yeah, oh yeah, point. for sure, for sure. I don't even know. Like top five would be tough. If we did top five, we'd have to like restrict it to. We could do ten. We can make it a whole episode. I feel. I feel like we could do ten because obviously, you know, you've Easy. got like Pokemon games that come to mind. Need for Speeds. Like, oh my days, the amount of them is crazy. Um, yeah. but. Like you know, like you mentioned before, obviously having a different graduation. My sister's going through a very similar thing at the moment. So she she's about to graduate from school. So she's about to finish year thirteen, and um, she's been under quite a bit of pressure because she's head girl, which is very cool. I'm very proud of her for that. Um, but so she's having to not not lead that, but she's having to take a lot of that responsibility, and it's really tough on her. And she just has no idea what to do. So she's having to plan for an online one, which none of her mates want to do. And so she's thinking, surely, you know, like trying to talk to the school saying, surely like some of us can come in or something like that. And, you know, still socially distance in a way or, but yeah, I mean, she, she said, she says it's really tough and she's seeing, you know, because stuff happened with her exams as well. And it's like, right, well, you know, they're cool. They're done. Um, but she gave a really interesting perspective on it. She said, well, Obviously, she's glad that she doesn't have to have the stress of those exams anymore. But her entire school life has literally led up to that one moment or, you know, like to those exams, really. And then suddenly it's like, boom, you know, you're not even going to do them anymore. Does she it's still just, get she, credit for it? Or yeah, so she, so she, okay. so I believe how it works is she's going to get her predicted grades, and that's what will go off to universities, which, which you know, which is obviously fine, which obviously works because it has you, it you know, gives you a final grade. But what you know, what if you feel that you could have done better than that, and maybe if you don't get into a place and you start thinking, oh, you know, I reckon if all this hadn't happened, I would have been able to push more in the exam, get that extra grade. I don't know. I really feel for her at the moment, um, just because you know she's under she's under a lot of pressure with that. So, 
That's yeah, man. Like, Admissions I, for schools next year is going to be wild just because everything's... Yeah, man. People missing their final exams and SATs and grades are going to be weird. And yeah, that'll be that'll be an interesting one. See how yeah, man. Well, I mean, deals with it. How, and it, even how long... if we get out of lockdown like before the next school year starts because... Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? How long, how long do you reckon it's going to be like the healing time or healing period for the world when all this is done i saw some headline about like predictions going all the way to 2022 like for wow like social like mild social distancing which yeah seems ridiculous but who knows i i mean i feel like with i mean all the protests and whatnot going on Mm. aren't it feels like we're due for a massive spike with you know the lack of social distancing happening in a lot of those I, places i mean not yeah. not everyone obviously but a lot of the and i've seen it myself in downtown seattle there's a lot of not social distancing going on and people mixing and wearing masks and coughing and you know obviously I, the right to do so but it, it yeah feels like we're i i further. i wouldn't be i wouldn't be surprised if there's another spine not at all um which is a shame because obviously you know you it is good to see people um you know, like making their feelings known and wanting to change something. But surely at the moment that we're at at the moment, like it's tough to justify that that is the right way to go about it. And I'm not saying that it's entirely wrong because yes, it is. Like I said, you know, bringing that message across, it's just tough, man. I'm not, I'm, I'm honestly not too sure about how I feel about the whole thing because I can, you know, I can see points of, you know, that I yeah. agree with for both sides I, uh, I was chatting to a, a friend of mine today and, you know, he kind of just, it was kind of out in the blue, out of the blue rather, but he just said, um, oh, you know, I, what if, like, what if this is all just rubbish? What if they're, what if we're only now like being brought to, like being brought to light on how many deaths there actually are that we just don't hear about. And suddenly that's being highlighted just around the world oh you think um, so he's saying that it's been downplayed the effect of the virus oh yeah uh, or oh, it's okay. just not it or it just doesn't exist and or the virus doesn't exist at all i mean that you know and like i said it was very it was very just sort of up in the air kind of not right. you know but it but it begs the question it's like well you know how how much of this isn't being played up and isn't being sort of like put in the spot like as like oh you know like come on this is you know, this is very serious this needs to happen you know it's it's tough it's tough to know um what to what to believe 100 percent of the time yeah uh which you know which i think is fair enough but i don't know man it's it is it is tough how has seattle been coping with it as like a city you know i remember you saying that obviously there were like riots and stuff but or protests even rather um Def- but there, yeah. there were riots definitely um i i work as a security guard downtown and they mm. the literally the street i was on was where i mean think where things were starting they, they walked that particularly what was it last friday i think or no 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 it would have been it would have been saturday they when when people were i think that was the it was probably the second day but i think it was the first yeah. day where people were really organizing they literally marched right down the street past my building and stuff and there were there was peaceful marches and then you know i turned on the news and all my supervisors started calling in and they were asking if everything was okay if you know if anything was going on and feel free to call the police and go hide in the back room like 
it was a pretty serious situation. Cop, cop cars getting burned, and somebody they there's some some weapons were stolen out of them too. But yeah, no, it was it was it was pretty wild. And then as I was driving away from work, there was just like I saw smoke and tear gas like just billowing down the street. It was it was really surreal. It literally felt like, <coughs> pardon me, felt like I was playing like Call of Duty or something, you know, downtown yeah. and insurrections and fighting in the streets, basically. But wow, that was wild. It was wild. I, I have some friends who are who are trying to get down to the protests, but trying to figure out how to do it safely and get masks and eye protection and mm. there's, there's a lot. You know, there's a lot going on. It's it it seems like it's quieter now. Um, like this week, then, the first the first couple days yeah. were pretty extreme. It seems since then things have quieted down and maybe gotten a little bit more peaceful. People are still mm. demonstrating, and there, there's people walking around every day with signs and whatnot. But yeah. it it does seem like it's uh, a bit more mellow, especially than it was at the beginning. Yeah, I don't know. I, th- I feel like people have maybe, um, you know, just found like their rhythm a little bit with all of this. Because obviously it, it's basically your life gets turned upside down, you know, gets flipped completely on its head. And, you know, you have to adjust to that. And that is something that all of us, bar none, have had to do. And so, you know, I, I, I feel a lot of compassion for the lives that that has changed greater than mine because... You know, I've been I've been incredibly blessed with everything that's been given and the place that I am at at the moment. So, I don't know. It's tough, man. And I'm sure you know we will go into this some later day on the Spooned It podcast. Uh, but yeah, man. I don't know. It's it it is tough, and it's I'm like you like you said before, actually, Jensen. You know, you like you're just grateful for where technology is at the moment and the fact that we can do something like this. And, you know, we can check in on each other. And I think on that note, I would advise, you know, just friends of yours, family, loved ones, just check in on them, you know, just flick them a text, just give them a call. It really, you know, you've got a lot of time on your hands at the moment. So just do something like that. And it goes, it goes a really, really long way. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit of a serious moment on the Spoon Dip podcast. Like <laughs> just, just a brief one though. Um, yeah. I think, I don't know. I think I think that's where that's where we might end for today, gents. If that's all right with you, I feel like this has been good. Um, for those of you out there that haven't played Kotor, please do. Uh, even if you're not a fan of Star Wars, not a fan of D and D, who cares, man? Storytelling. It's it's a great story. Yes. And and it's a dated game. Graphics are a bit whack, but it it has a lot of charm and there's just some memorable characters. It's really well written, and it. It's a great way to, I don't want to say escape, but I mean, it, it's a great, it's just, it's a great experience, honestly. It's, 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 it's one, of, it's one of those games where it's not, it's not really something that you just play in the background, which I feel like there are games like that. And we'll, we'll yeah, talk about sure. that at some point, but it's one of those games where, you know, you live it, you're living the game, you're living the character. And it's just nice, man, because, you know, you have to make some serious decisions and it's cool. It's a good game. Um, for the moment, though, that is all we have time for. Make sure that you do hit that subscribe button if that's the way we're doing this. But, yeah, for the moment, uh, my name is Joel Brown. I'm Jensen Anderson. And this has been episode one of the Spooned It podcast. <laughs>